0: Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a mundane conversation to help you drift off to sleep. We're the only podcast we hope you never get to the end of. And thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Marco Timpano.
1: I'm Amanda Barker. I feel like we are reclaiming the word mundane.
0: Yeah, we are.
1: You know, because you say mundane and there's an immediate... um, You know, connotation with that word, that mundane means obviously boring or less than. But I think for us, and I haven't looked up the actual definition in the dictionary. Sure. I think mundane is, there's a level of comfort in the mundane, a level of um, organization, symmetry, you know, um, that type of normalcy that we sometimes need
0: something that's ordinary. That's why we intentionally picked mundane versus boring because we're never trying to be boring because that would feel, feel false, but rather we just want to talk about ordinary things that can help you just sort of not think of anything else.
1: I like thinking about, um, especially when I'm trying to sleep, but kind of always when I need some comfort, I like routine. Okay. I'm a creature of routine. I find there's a real comfort in routine, the mundaneness of routine. Do you find that as well?
0: Yeah, I do. I like, I'm like. i a list maker. Mm. So if I can mm-hmm. go through my lists, and so I have my lists that I accomplish every day. For example, while I was waiting for you to come into the booth today, I was actually going through all the emails that I have received mm-hmm. and knocking them off my list. And I've recently, or I continue to sort of pare down the emails I receive, mm-hmm. so that there's less and less coming my way.
1: I think lists, list making gets a bad rap sometimes.
0: Oh, really? I never heard it getting a bad rap.
1: I listened to a book very recently. I finished it yesterday. I wasn't in love with the book.
0: Okay, so you don't have to mention it. No, I
1: don't have to plug it or anything. But, um, but it really kind of talked about this one woman's journey where she was like, "All oh, I, w- I, was just a, I was a slave to my lists," right? Know? And. Okay, I get it. I mean, I think there's room for spontaneity in this world. Of course, I do. But I do think, um, you know, and maybe this comes from the fact that you and I do live, uh, some would argue, a more spontaneous or unpredictable life, that we are the people that most want and need and crave lists, routine. Is mundanity a word? Sure. Mundaneness. Sure. Well, it's a word now.
0: Mendacity.
1: Oh, I like that. The audacity to be mundane.
0: Sure. Mendacity is actually a word.
1: Does it mean the auda- to be audaciously mundane?
0: I don't know. I know it's from um, Big Daddy says it in A Streetcar Named Desire. Oh. Um, he's, he says, you have the mendacity. I don't think it's a positive thing. How do you know that? Because I...
1: I've seen that play like three times live, and I don't think I've ever remembered that particular line.
0: So um, the actor who played Big Daddy... On the screen
1: mm-hmm.
0: is the singer who sings that those Christmas carols. I can't remember his Bro name. Ives okay. played Big Daddy. Okay, and the way I didn't he, know that. Yeah, and so when he does that sort of grand grandiose speech, mm-hmm. where he's sort of putting the male character—I forget who who it is—not Stella, obviously. Oh, yeah.
1: um, the guy with the broken leg.
0: The guy with the broken leg played what by is Marlon his Brando. Name? It's
1: like cat or kid or
0: Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. So he says you. Mendacity. I remember that speech, and that's the word that I remember the most from from that speech. That sort of puts me in that if I was to play Big Daddy, or when I think of that Big Daddy role, mm-hmm. I think of how he says that. So it has always sort of stuck with me. Uh,
1: Mitch is that his name? Mitch the Stan- Stanley Kowalski. Is it Stanley?
0: Well, I don't know. But mendacity means the quality or state of being mendacious I think it's stanley yeah to blow the whistle or mendacity and hypocrisy so not so great the quality okay. yeah mend, mendacious now I didn't to, even know that word I know now I'd have to look up mendacious it's uh given the to or the characterization by description uh, or falsehood of divergence from absolute truth
1: oh interesting yeah. okay all right well that's a different meaning i think um but for me, I think, you know, I'm really, I need to connect to routine and mundaneness. It's a, to me, it's a comforting life raft as I sail through this life. Sure. Yeah. So one of the things I was thinking about this morning was morning routines. Okay. And the comfort of a morning routine as you wake up from your slumber. slumber yeah. yeah. For us, for you and I, on a day... Again, we have, every day is different for us because we, like so many people, we are what you would call, I suppose, freelance. Sure. I've never uh, thought of myself that way, but I guess that's what it is. Freelance workers. So, you know, depending on the day, we have a different employment, different company. Some days we have off, some days we don't. Um, it really Some just days depends we're doing two,
0: two jobs in a day.
1: Mm-hmm. For me this week is mostly about filming. I'm filming right. a project right now. So that's, I'm not doing it today, but I'm sort of pre- preparing for it today. Sure. And, um, as luck would have it, which I'm happy about because we had a pretty robust weekend. Yes, we did. <laughs> so with that being said, um, uh, a comforting morning for me, which is actually could be a Monday morning, could be a Sunday morning, could be any morning. Um, is to slowly wake up, and then you and I actually, we're TV creatures. We like to put the TV on, but we won't put it on anything too alarming.
0: No, we generally put it on a local channel. And when I say local, I don't even mean a local to our city.
1: Our city is too big for the, cha- for the, for the type of mundaneness that we crave in the morning.
0: So we turn on the channel that is... Of a city about an hour away from us, mm-hmm. smaller city, yeah. smaller city, and we listen to them talk about small things going on in that city. We do.
1: We we watch them navigate recipes. We watch them talk about pop culture. Going to
0: the furniture store near yeah. that just opened. Or
1: the local theater and what play they're putting on this month.
0: Right. It's that type of thing. One of my favorite things is when they have the weather person on. Mm -hmm. And we have to sort of figure out what the weather will be in our city based from an hour away. They're an hour
1: west of us. It's usually what's coming our way.
0: We figure out, okay, if the wind is coming from there, that means we'll probably. So not even looking at our own weather channel, but trying to figure out what our weather will be based on what we watch from another city's weather. Do
1: you think this is a sign that we should just be moving to that smaller city? No. No?
0: No, I don't... I, I, you, have no,
1: you have no desire to move there?
0: Not really. I, I like our city.
1: Yeah. And as we've said before, our home, we're very lucky in that we have a fairly quiet neighborhood and quiet home in a relatively big and bustling city. So, well, not relatively Toronto's big.
0: Yeah. And the crocuses are out and
1: the crocuses are out. So part of a morning routine for me at this time of year would be to watch a little bit of that comforting news network. Again, local play an author, someone from the local hockey team, again, not local to us, but there's a comfort in the smallness there. And then maybe leaving you in the bed, I might go downstairs I might put on a coffee.
0: Most definitely.
1: Um, so for us, that means putting on a stovetop machina, um, right?
0: Machinetta, yeah, I guess you could call it. Sure. It's a It's an espresso, it's a bieletti sort of. So
1: everyone has their own coffee, if you drink coffee, that is, or tea. Um, they have their own uh, routine with that. For us, our routine is filling up a stovetop espresso maker. Yes, we've even been gifted fancy espresso machines in the past. Uh, secondhand, I should say. It's, we've never asked for a fancy espresso machine. It wasn't something we
0: registered for we've,
1: when we got married or anything Right? Like that.
0: We've had two sort of machines that sit on your counter that you have to then use pressurized water and make sort of a... Barista style coffee, and they never quite come out the same. And so we always go back. And they're back. hard
1: to clean, yeah.
0: And they take up room, yeah. And they just don't
1: have a, a ton of, truly, and,
0: yeah. And there's they just don't work for us. We've tried them, yeah. And uh, we have lots of friends they work for, and mm-hmm. more power. In fact,
1: no, oh, some I, people love their machines and the routine of of operating that machine.
0: Certainly, that last machine we received, mm-hmm. we were the third person to receive the that's machine. Funny. So the original owner, friends of ours, but they were very good friends with our good friends. So it went to our good friends, Trevor and Dale, who we often mention on the podcast, who then gifted it to us or no, said...
1: No, no, you've got it wrong.
0: I don't have it wrong.
1: Yeah, you do. So that machine, unless I'm talking about a different machine, maybe we are, um, was from Daniela and Joel. No, we gave it to them. Right. Oh, I thought it came from them. No,
0: see, that's where I was bringing it. So... Oh. It came to us from...
1: <laughs> so I remember the journey backwards.
0: I guess, yeah.
1: I really thought it came from them.
0: No. Okay. I, back, no.
1: I, I reversed it in my brain. So I apologize.
0: It came to us. And then mm-hmm. Daniela asked me, she just so happened to ask, do you know where I could pick up mm-hmm. one of those machines because her partner really enjoys that kind of coffee? And I said, we have one. Do you want it? And I said, do with it what you will. And um, they've been using it, and she's been enjoying the road it. So ended it there, it yeah. went to the right person. So it started so.
1: with Frank and Aaron, right. Then it went to Dale and Trevor. Mm-hmm. Then it came to us, Amanda and Marco. Then it went to Daniela and Joel. Yeah oh, that's really funny. I didn't quite realize mm-hmm. that I apologize.
0: And Joel really enjoys that coffee. Mm-hmm. And, and Daniela says he knows how to work the machine, so she only lets him sort of right. deal with the coffee from there. So oh, well,
1: that's their mo- morning routine mm-hmm. in Calgary, you know.
0: It's in Toronto.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah. Right. They have, uh, they split their time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so. <laughs>
0: location, where did that machine end up?
1: Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it be great if it traveled the country?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so for us, um, we've realized, and I think there's some grace in that, realizing that this, for, for you, and this may not be a coffee, it might be an espresso machine. Sure. Um, a tea kettle. A tea kettle. A home. You know, I think there's some grace in learning that a smaller version, which sometimes we're told, you know, not to aspire, you know, we, we are supposed to aspire for bigger or more. Sure. Just isn't the right fit for you. I recently was watching one of my favorite design shows, Hometown.
0: Can I just say that like the kettle, for example? Yeah. I prefer to drink my tea from the kettle Pot that you put on the stove that mm-hmm. boils and whistles, mm-hmm. versus the one that has the coil. Right, the coil the plug-in. Uh, yeah, the plug-in that you have yeah. to press the thing down. I think tea tastes better for me with that whistling kettle on a stove. On a stove. Yeah. I don't know if it's the whistle that does it for me, just the sound. There's, mm-hmm. there's, you know, a auditory sound. There's the watch. You don't burn yourself as you pick it up. So there's that element of mm-hmm. danger mm-hmm. and how how bubbly the water is or how heated the water is when you pour it onto your tea that that for me i just want to say is my favorite
1: well absolutely and different people have different things some people use a microwave to microwave their water hot and then and then put a tea bag in it that's not my journey sure but that's maybe somebody's routine and hey, right? listen
0: if if it works for you yeah. and it makes you happy and it it sets your day by all means the
1: plug in kettles are great for work or Um, you know, a countertop place where you don't have access to a stove or burner or hob, as I found people in the UK call it. Sure. From, again, the various design shows that I watched. Or
0: if you set up like a coffee tea station in your bedroom so you wouldn't have Mm. to go down, that Mm -hmm. probably would be useful.
1: You and I have discussed that possibility. There isn't a ton of room to do it in our bedroom, but there's one tiny little corner that could maybe be utilized, but then we would have to put a hob I'm going to start using that word now. Sure. Um, but for our UK listeners, we don't call it that. We usually call it a burner or um,
0: a stove. I don't uh, even
1: know um, what we call it, a stovetop or a hot plate. A
0: hot plate, I guess, yeah. Hot plate, yeah. But you were saying about hometown or something.
1: Well, I was just saying that sometimes the smaller version that we societally often think of as less than is the right one for you. And I think there's a real comfort in knowing that the smaller, cheaper less version is the one that fits for you in your life. And in hometown, they were actually talking about homes and of course they're renovating homes and that's the show. And they find a home for someone and they tell them, okay, here's your budget and here's what we can do with that budget. And of course it's part of the allure of that home. Uh, that show is that it's set in Mississippi, right. uh, where homes in that particular town are relatively inexpensive compared to say Chicago sure. or Los Angeles or, you know, Paris. London. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, but one of the things I thought was really interesting is I heard it, um, they were doing like an interview segment, and the people who are the hosts of the show, the Napiers, is their name,
0: Aaron, and Aaron and I uh, was going to say Mick, Mick, no.
1: Mick, Mick Napier is somebody from our world, yeah, Aaron, an and, improv person,
0: yeah, Aaron, Ben, Ben, yeah.
1: Anyway, they were. She said, you know, this woman wanted a big home, perfect for entertaining. And then they asked her about her home, and she said, oh, no, I don't want a big home for entertaining. I have a small kitchen that fits six to eight people, and that's how I like it. And I thought that was really lovely because we we're just conditioned to say, oh, you want a kitchen that can fit 12 people for Thanksgiving or whatever it is. And, um, you know, or big brunch on the weekend or host a party Sure, and there's that's lovely too if that's what you want and that's what you have but i think there was a real grace to saying that's not what i want so that's not what i could have that but that's not what i want
0: bucking the trend that says this is what's desirable for Mm -hmm. what suits your needs
1: and also having taking comfort in what you do have sure having what you want yeah you know wanting what you have or what? There's a, an expression in that. I forget I like what that, it is. I like that, wanting
0: what you have.
1: It's, you know, the key to happiness is not... I don't remember now,
0: but... <laughs> well, I guess you won't find the key to happiness. The key to
1: happiness can. is is wanting what you have, not... Sure.
0: Having what you want?
1: I'm missing a piece of this. Okay. I'll have to look it up. Anyhow. Um, so, in our morning routine... We have uh, an espresso gets made. Yes. Usually in the morning, milk gets frothed for that espresso.
0: Today it was macadamia. Uh, today was macadamia milk, mac, mac, mac nut milk, as they say. Who says? In Hawaii, they were calling it mac, mac
1: nut milk. Mac, oh,
0: interesting. Uh, macadamia nut milk.
1: Yeah, we have some. And I just
0: thought... What's uh, funny is when I came home with the macadamia nut milk, Amanda says... You don't like that. And I'm like, what? She's like, we had it before and you said you absolutely but did But you know not. what?
1: The one we had before, I believe, was a different brand.
0: Yeah, because this one's actually quite lovely. I like lovely. this one. Yeah, me so too. So I
1: guess it depends on the brand with nut milk.
0: I think it's called milk, Milkadamia, I think is what m- this brand is called. I th-
1: milkadamia, is that what it's called? I yeah. Think I think, so, think yeah. you're right. Mookadamia?
0: Muc- I doubt it's Mookadamia. I think
1: that's what it is.
0: Like moo mu- is in a cow moo? Mu- yeah. Mookadamia? Okay. I
1: don't know. Anyway, that's something. It's a play on macadamia and milk. I just don't remember what the play is. Same as I don't remember the key to happiness.
0: The interesting thing about macadamia trees, macadamia nut trees, is that they were native to Australia, but they weren't Mm -hmm. um, commercially grown in Australia to be consumed. Mm -hmm. And when the tree was brought to Hawaii, that's when it became more of a consumable product. And then what happened was it became popular in China. And so the price of macadamians went up. And what China has done, or so I've been told, is they have planted and are growing macadamia orchards, which should be coming into fruition, I guess, or coming to fruit or bear, bear nuts in the next few years. Which could which could I was going to call you Daniela, which could Daniela Lesgalic if you're listening, or Amanda drop the price of macadamia nuts throughout the world. So pay attention to the price of macadamia nuts, which is pretty high now. And what will happen in the next five years. Oh, my goodness. Took a little detour there. You weren't expecting. Back to our
1: morning routine. Okay. And actually to the quote that's been sort of um, gnawing at me. There's a few versions of it. So,
0: um, Laugh the first, and the whole world laughs with you.
1: Uh, the first version is, I should say, attributed to Rabbi Hyman Schlattel, which is happiness is not having what you want, but wanting what you have.
0: Okay. I like that.
1: But there's, But the one I've heard more is success is getting what you want. But happiness is wanting what you get. I like that too. Yeah, so I think there's a few things with that. But anyway,
0: that's pretty cool. But
1: we're not really talking about success. Too. We're talking about well, I mean, success in your own comfort and happiness. Sure. How you navigate your life through your morning routine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so anyway, a coffee gets made.
0: Coffee definitely gets made. Coffee we, gets drunk.
1: We have a few different versions of sweetener that we put in the coffee: sugar. Um, but we have honey sugar as well. Today, I actually used brown sugar. Oh. I've been exploring the cabinets and seeing what we need to sort of use out for.
0: We tried to use blackstrap molasses. I liked it. Because our friend Trevor told us to do that. And
1: actually, it's good for me because I need iron. Okay. I think there's iron so in there. So
0: maybe we'll get more of that.
1: Uh, you didn't like it, though.
0: I know, but that's fine. Just mm-hmm. I just have, maybe have to get used to it.
1: Mm-hmm. So... Um, we've tried that xylitol. We use mm-hmm. when we have it. Um, which
0: honey, is sometimes
1: probably my favorite sugar substitute. Uh, uh, honey, for, sometimes for
0: me, my favorite is um, maple syrup. Yeah, obviously. but you sometimes have a heavy hand with the maple syrup.
1: Well, I just think maple syrup is delicious and makes things delicious. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm heavy-handed in general. Sure, with all my pours, as you know.
0: If you ever get Amanda to pour you a cocktail, you'll only ever need that one.
1: I do have a heavy hand, um, anyhow. And today, part of our routine was I brought that coffee back up to mm-hmm. you. And actually, during the coffee, waiting for it to percolate on the stove, yes. I put on a soothing audio book that I started yesterday.
0: Oh, well, what book is that?
1: Um, you know, it's it's um, almost I'm almost embarrassed to be listening to it, but okay. it was what was available at my library, which is what I listen to. Sure, because I listened to them through the Libby app. And the one that I was listening to today was called The Latte Factor.
0: Oh, I like this.
1: So it's basically saying, you know, you're richer than you think.
0: I know this. This is the theory of this gentleman, I believe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's got a lot of um, backlash, certainly, in the last few, few years. It was only written four years ago. Okay. Which is interesting to me because I think the backlash has existed longer than that. But what I came to learn was that he was a speaker on Oprah. And so he probably 20 years ago or so, introduced this theory. Basically, um, I haven't gotten that far into it yet, but basically, you know, if you can afford a latte every day, if you can afford to buy lunch out every day, right. then you can afford a house or whatever. But sure. it's gotten a lot of backlash because
0: right. of... It's a bit simplistic.
1: It's a bit simplistic and maybe doesn't take into account things like, you know, privilege and... sure. Inflation, et cetera.
0: Are you enjoying the book, though?
1: So far, I actually am. I thought my theory with any book, any TV show, any movie, put it on for 10 minutes. See how you feel after the first 10. If you're still engaged and still even if you're like not sure about it, then you no one's making you listen to that book or watch that movie. You can always turn it off. So I figured yesterday I couldn't find anything else available that I wanted. Sure. I put a bunch of things on hold, which is good practice um because sometimes i forget to do that and then i have nothing to listen to and you know they, it's a library so they take a while to, to come available but this one was available right away and so i thought well it's only four hours of my life let me listen for the first 10 minutes see what it you know i have to listen to the reader if i like the voice right
0: of course there's a lot of elements are you in the mood in that particular yeah Time of your day, exactly. Night, week, Am I going month? for
1: a walk? Am I making sure. dinner? What type of thing do I want to listen to somebody speak on? So anyway, I actually have to say I'm probably about thirty minutes into it at this oh, point. Oh wow,
0: I didn't realize. Yeah, that. I
1: listened to it while I was cleaning up after dinner last mm-hmm. night, and I'm kind of enjoying it.
0: Listen, that's fine. That's I'm
1: comforted in the in the same way that we're talking about mundane conversation and comfort. There's comfort in to me in re examining I always like to re examine my relationship with money. Sure. Whether it's taxes or for some people that's not their thing, but I find it very comforting sure. to just re look at things, maybe look at it from a new light. Is there any opportunities for me to adjust my thinking or my spending sure. or any of those things. I, I enjoy that.
0: That said we did go to a Starbucks because you wanted the extra points. So they 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 do hook you with with you know details like that i'm looking at a yeah, book but
1: now i have a free starbucks
0: oh, fair enough um i have a book that i'm interested in examining okay that a friend of ours megan posted on social media that she was I enjoying it put a hold on i it. put a hold on it too oh,
1: that's so funny it's, and there's
0: like a there's i'm twi- assuming
1: we're talking about the same book
0: yeah it's called how to keep house while drowning yeah and what's funny is there are 26 copies at our library, and there are 119 people waiting. Waiting, So both of us are in that 119 oh, waiting that's for the so book. so funny. Let's
1: see who—it's a race to see who gets that library is book it, first. Is it
0: available on, uh, Audiobook? Libby, on Libby?
1: Yeah, it is. Okay. And it's only three hours. So I, I, I immediately when I saw that one, great, I'll put a hold on that. So I did. So that's in my queue.
0: I haven't done that on Libby yet. I put a hold on the actual book. Oh, that's funny. Book.
1: Yeah, you're more into the tactile books. I haven't done that in a while. Mm-hmm. I find if I want the tactile book, I find late, more lately that I'll buy the book. But if if it's an audiobook form, I'm finding that I can't really listen to fictional narrative on audiobook. I don't know why. I prefer to read that. But fair for listening anything in the biography, self help, world, even personal essays, narrative stories, that type of thing. Uh, Those are the types of books I like, especially the personal narratives and that type of thing.
0: Anything nonfiction, I prefer if an audiobook version is Mm -hmm. available to listen that way.
1: So I put that book on, waited for the coffee to percolate. That doesn't really percolate. I guess it does.
0: Brew is, I believe, how we say it it in the coffee world.
1: It is kind of a percolate, though. Yeah, it is. Because it pops up a little bit. But
0: I believe brew is what you use. I'm waiting
1: for the coffee to brew. Mm -hmm. And... uh, I unloaded the dishwasher because last night I thought ahead and I like to put it on a little timer so it goes, you know, so that I can add. After dinner, we might have more dishes to add. For example, I made a little plate of grapes and cheese last night to bring to bed so you and I could have a watching TV in bed snack.
0: Which I know you're not supposed to do, watch TV in bed, but that's what suits us.
1: Well, again... Some people would say you're not supposed to live by your lists, but I find that comforting. Or you're not supposed to have your espresso from a stovetop, but rather from a fancy machine. All that matters is that you do what is right for
0: you. I agree with so that. So
1: grapes and cheese in bed for me, not every night, but some nights. And TV in bed is the right choice for us. Mm-hmm. And for us, the comforting choice, actually. Indeed. So that's what we do, you know. Not every night. Um, but, um Anyway, that was my morning routine. And then I unloaded the dishwasher because it was all nice and clean. And just when I put the last fork and mug away, coffee was ready. I heated up that macadamia milk and uh, made you a latte. And up up the stairs I went and you were watching, you know, the local weather of a town an hour away.
0: There you go. Well, whatever routine you have in the morning, we... Hope it works well for you. Until next time, we hope you enjoyed this episode of The Insomnia Project. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Tell your friends about our podcast. And we hope you were able to listen and sleep.